Hello and welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, and this is episode 45. Uh, this is usually a podcast where we talk about what's been going on the front page of our Street Fighter, but we got a special guest tonight. That's right, you might know her uh, from her Colleen cosplay, you might know her from her Android 18 cosplay, but maybe you know her from her work with... Uh, with first to ten, uh, or with combo queens, or many other places. Honestly, if you look anywhere in the FGC, you might find her name. That's right, folks. We've got Romanova on the mic tonight. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I actually, I brought up a lot of things of that you do, and I didn't name even half of them because looking into, like, I was trying to think, like, what things can I pitch for you? Because I like to start the episodes with guests, uh, start pitching, like, the stuff that you're into, the stuff that you're currently doing, but your your list is, like, a mile long. It was hard to narrow it down. You've got so much going on right now. How do you manage? Um, yeah, I'm always keeping busy. So uh, one thing that actually helped me a lot recently, I haven't been... I haven't been as up to date on it uh, the last couple weeks, but I keep a planner that I fill out with, you know, this is the time I'm doing this. I'm taking an hour or two to do this. Oh, by the and hour. It, by the hour, like daily, like wow. reminders. I need to get back on it because it was really helping me, even if I didn't follow it to a T, you know. But uh, at least something yeah, to think about the day in terms of <laughs> time that you have. Yeah, it's so hard, especially like working like a 10 to 6. So working a 10 to 6 and still needing to do the gym and then whether it's labbing a game or making a costume or putting an article up, it's like all about time management. And, you know, it's been mm-hmm. it's been getting better. And I've also taken uh, care of a lot of anxiety stuff that I've had going on for a while. And that's also helped a lot with uh, just keeping a positive mindset and getting everything done. Do you mind if I ask? Is it okay to talk about like what your what your methods are for doing it? Is there some sort of oh, like, yeah. meditation um, thing going on with that? No, as someone I'm, who's like grinding <laughs> their teeth right now, uh, <laughs> working my job and trying to do stuff for the community, just and with the current state of just a lot of anxiety, hella anxiety, up to my eyeballs in anxiety. Uh, so how do you manage? I um, this might be a hot take. Um, I hope it's not because I mean, I think mental health should be something that a lot of people talk about, especially with the state mm-hmm. of the world. Um, Where care for I, those things might go away <laughs> in the next couple of months. Yeah, I genuinely believe that you should uh, go go to your doctor. Um, yes, I, I was able to go to my doctor and tell them the issues I was having. And I've actually been now for about six to seven weeks on an anti-anxiety medicine and i genuinely like if you think that um talking to somebody might help definitely try that first for me it never really helped just talking so Mm -hmm. and this has this has helped i think a lot of people are scared to take medicine in fear but there's always like the right one for you it just might take a minute to find it and i was lucky that this first one's good but genuinely it has I, I don't have like the panic feeling when like something's due or I need to get something done and mm-hmm. it, even just dealing with people and everything. And I think that's important too in the FGC. Like, you know, we're dealing with people all the time, especially even people who are introverts. Like luckily I'm I'm yeah. a, mostly an extrovert, but even people that are introverts, like you have to deal with people at the events because you're still doing stuff, playing people, you know, you have to communicate in some form. 
most likely. So yeah, there's but a yeah. lot of stress <laughs> that can happen at, at events, especially if you're competing too. There's a whole other layer of stress management that you need to deal with. But yeah, like you're totally right in that it's noticing that there is that within you that there's a certain weakness in you that you need to address, such as anxiety, be it depression or any kind of mental health issue, and then mm-hmm. grappling with it and saying, you know what? No, I'm stronger than this. Yeah getting professional help and managing it. It's easy to do. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier for everyone around you too, because, you know, you never know what kind of, you know, burden, not, not that I ever felt like I was a burden, but you know, you never know if uh, you might make somebody else feel bad because you are handling your situation poorly. So I think it just helps overall. And I'm, I'm definitely uh, feeling a lot more, I guess, the word I'm looking for is just better and looking more for the future with uh, everything. Something so. else that you do uh, that I would mm-hmm. like to bring up and something just in general that I've noticed is good, a very good positive trend in the FGC is FGC fitness. Oh yeah. You um, just came from the gym. Yeah. Not actually not tonight. I, I was going to, but because oh, of the uh, okay. package dilemma, I told uh, you about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the package dilemma. Talk about stuff off mic, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I don't need to explain that whole situation, but it, it yeah. ran into your gym time. Unfortunate. It did, but I'm going after this. So oh, I will word. still get okay. time in before I go to Daytona. Awesome. Um, basically, I I was always growing up, I was always very like just average in size. I was never, I sometimes I was on like the skinnier side, but then, uh, you know, probably in like 2011, 2012, I put on a lot of weight from a relationship I was in back then. We just like, we ate like crap all the time. So it was like my own fault. I was guilty of it. Um, I was like up to 166 pounds and I I wasn't happy with myself anymore. I I don't think I was like anywhere near like, uh, like I don't think people would have told me like, you need to lose weight, but I was not happy with myself and the sizes that I had to go up in and clothing and everything. I couldn't fit in my clothes anymore. I decided to do something about it in 2013. And that was when I started learning how to eat properly. Like it took me so long, right? Like adjustments. Yeah. Um, you yeah, never get you it right the first what time. Your taste usually. buds are like too. <laughs> like your whole taste, but your yeah. palates change. It's, it's not always fun the first time either. Some uh. of the fun of it for me was finding recipes that are fooling yourself into see like you're like oh this isn't an oreo but it's you know it's pretty good you know so it's adapting to like a healthy life and i say lifestyle as like a a a real term here like it it's not a diet it's it's a lifestyle yes (laughs) yes i love that that's the best i hear way too many people and i'm gonna get i'm gonna catch shit for this uh because my mother-in-law she doesn't listen to this podcast so it's fine but like she is constantly i have to go on a diet and me and my wife both just like no make a life like make a lifestyle decision to start eating better and continue it's not like oh i'm just now somewhat on a diet and then now deciding to eat better because that like that fucks with your metabolism in all kinds of bad 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 ways and just having a a solid diet a solid lifestyle decision of the things that you put inside of your body like that shit matters like yeah being i mean even if it's even if it's just cutting out soda drinking more water yeah or even look even if you don't want to stop eating unhealthy things, if you make it smaller portions that even can make a difference depending on your situation, it's, there's always something, some baby step you can take if you're not ready to fully commit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
you know, that's why I've been using, like, I'm not somebody who has like a six pack or anything like that. I'm still working towards my goals and it's been since 2013. Um, and I've come a long way. Like I told you, I was 166 then. And uh, by the, I'd say the six month marking point, I made a lot of progress. I was down to 128 and that was like my leanest. And uh, me as 128, I was down to a size four, um, which for women, that's, I'd say pretty, Could like, be anything. That's, a, that's a, it's a small, well, it's a small, a size four, a size four, a size four to six is a small, is what's deemed a small in women's sizes, I guess. But, no, 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 no. uh, it depends on where you shop. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I went, it, the number changes, like I went from an eight, 10 and eight to 10, which is more like a large, mm-hmm. uh, getting towards an extra large, um, size. So I went down two sizes, um, more than that technically, but anyways, mm-hmm. back on track. Um, since then, I have gained weight, but it's been muscle weight um, mostly because the same clothes when I was 128 fit, but I am now uh, like around 140. Um, my I don't really try and I also tell people don't worry so much about weight. Like I keep track of mine just to be mindful, but uh, weight is really just a number because fluctuates. Um, yeah, but but muscle sincerely like if you go all out and you start gaining muscle which is what i did i gained a lot more muscle than i ever thought i would from doing powerlifting Mm -hmm. uh it it does weigh more so you can't just let that number on the scale beat you down especially if you want to like be more toned because to be more toned you do have to build a little bit of muscle and it is gonna like potentially balance your weight out so Mm -hmm. you know it it's it's overall healthier and just so people know, so they're not so scared of muscle. The more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism typically typically is. So you can actually like kind of sometimes eat more if you want to, or get away with more if you're active and lifting. Yeah, especially so, if you're trying to build muscle, you need those calories. You're, you're oh, always yeah. trying to burn calories you're, fast. You're burning way more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very good advice. I think uh, um, specifically for people like in FCC, like yeah, that's. That has been more of a trend now because what it used to be was that there was that whole image of the 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 fat gamer or like this is what a gamer is and it's just some like schlubby guy. Mm-hmm. Not the case anymore. I feel like that the narrative on that has we've taken control of that a little bit and said no. But mm-hmm. neither are we just the skinny dude. Like there's a whole fitness aspect to it. There's a whole regiment of self-care that is that goes along with being a competitive gamer because also that sharpens your senses as well. Like you're not like taking care of your body is you use your body to play fighting games. So like that 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 tracks, right? I yeah, I mean and I'm I'm somebody I'm very body positive. Like even though this is my way and what I think, like I would love for everyone to be totally healthy, but I also would rather, if anything, to just then be happy with themselves. Because if even if you're not a fit person, if you're happy with yourself, I'm happy for you. Um, the one thing though is like the, even just eating healthy, some yes. people won't always lose weight just eating healthy, genetically, et cetera. Sometimes that's not the only thing that they can do, but it does benefit you with your blood pressure, et cetera. Like we're silly health things. We don't think of until we go to the doctor and get a physical and they take like yeah. our blood and they check your levels and cholesterol yeah, the, and all that. Where the weird jelly inside <laughs> is it like, yeah, it be good or bad. I don't know. There's a whole miasma in here <laughs> that I don't know what's going on until you see a doctor and they go, Oh, your heart's barely beating. And you go, Oh, I should, yeah, I should probably do something about that. 
Yeah, and you just want to prepare so you can keep doing, you know, the doing your thing. The longer you live, the more you can do that. And um, I also like used First to Ten, even though First to Ten was primarily a uh, blog for interviews with nether realm community people mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a player or commentator etc i started writing I, I wrote an article with some recipes some of my favorite like healthy recipes with like stuff written out like uh ones like chicken stuffed peppers uh then i did an article about healthy alternative snacks that you can take to tournaments with you etc and like different mm -hmm. things you can get so that when you're going to a tournament you don't eat like garbage the whole time if you're trying to eat healthy so just trying to do stuff like that so people can have it to reference if they are at a tournament and they decide to make that switch it might make their life a little bit just a little bit easier and to me that's like goals to just help others in the community seeking an outlet for you know their lifestyle yeah, no, that's that's awesome that you're providing that resource with people. That's super good. As someone who is right mm -hmm. on board with like eating healthy, like exercising if you know if you need it, uh, especially like getting up and being active, that is super important. Um, but anyway, that's okay. I think we can transition into what first ten is about and kind of probably lean into the cosplay side of things if you're okay with that. That's fine. Uh, something that I wanted to talk about, and I think that you have a lot to say about this, is where the Venn diagram meets of cosplayers and people who are competitive, within, specifically within the FGC, because there are people who are just people who cosplay, who like mm -hmm. to cosplay as fighting game characters, uh, but also people who are like deep into the FGC who also cosplay, just like yourself, for example. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I'll start with is I I sometimes get a little, I, I know, like, by reputation, people typically will know the cosplay side. Mm -hmm. I only get, like, a, I, I don't get, offended isn't the word, but... Um, hey, by the way, do you play, uh, and do you know about Andrea <laughs> team? Do you know yeah, about her in this game? Like that, but also just... I. Can you I do even play. Combo? <laughs> Can I wombo combo? Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm being facetious no, for those for those no, who are just listening, not looking at the expression on my face. Uh, this, this I'm being facetious. Uh, please go on. No, that's totally like a part of it. I I just want people to know I do put the time into the games that I do play for the most part. I put in what time I can is the best way I can explain. Like I said, that little schedule that I do, um, my job comes first and, you know, time for games and the other activities I'm a part of come next. Uh, as somebody, I just actually, speaking in first of 10, I wrote an article because um, a certain major decided that their judge, not even judges, but guests for their cosplay guests. Uh, and this is, I don't, they might be a regional, so major might not be the term. Uh, regardless, they mm -hmm. have four cosplay guests and not a single one is like a, like, a no, like they're not known for being FGC. Like, I think there's one uh, woman that is in there that goes to like events maybe every now and then, but like she doesn't go to like majors. But the other ones are just New York cosplayers and mm. i love the new york cosplay scene one of the people that is in there i know from there and she's a very very nice woman but it 
breaks my heart to not see one person that supports the FGC that like got like to even get asked, you know, and uh, that was what inspired the article. But in the article, I took not just that, but I wanted to discuss what it's like and how how cosplay fits in the FGC because it's it belongs in the FGC. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, somebody's cosplaying. Why are they here? But the thing is, is just looking for attention. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always people think it's always about attention. It's about these people love these characters and the FGC is a place that they can wear these costumes and feel like they fit in more than at a con. Because mm-hmm. for me, that's like the, the cool thing is no matter what character I am, if it's a fighting game character and I'm doing it at a fighting game event, like I might make a new friend because you know, they they like that character too and we have that common ground and they will know who that character is instead of just you know, you go to a con, there's somebody dresses Chun-Li, everyone probably knows who Chun-Li is, but, you know, say I'm wearing my Ed cosplay, nobody nobody at a con, most likely, like maybe one in, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred people might know who Ed is from Street Fighter V DLC, like they, they probably never heard of him, like, unless they, you know, dabble in the game deeply. But at a major, you know, there's like, situation you know, of, of you dressed up as Android 18 going around the internet. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, example. oh yeah, no, that meme that was silly. That was, that was unfortunate. We can, we can, yeah, it was it was all over. Like nobody nobody realized that I was doing an Android eighteen cosplay. They thought it was irony, so it was a meme. But, uh, but yeah, like, like you and Neon, for example, like like Neon plays Colleen. You yeah. do a great Colleen cosplay. Yeah, like, and Neon has like become my friend now from coming up to me like asking me to take pictures with me as Colleen and like now we're friends and I told him as soon as I move to Georgia, uh we're gonna be BFFs and I'm gonna turn from an Armika main to a Colleen main now that I have a good training partner. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like little things like that. Like it's something that you brought up in the article that I think was so poignant and just like that was like the thing that got me that was the big turn of phrase is that you don't go up to people at like a football game and say like, Hey, do you even know who the quarterback is? If they're like all dressed up in like, yeah, like, yeah. Totally sports, decked I, out in sports attire. Right. You don't address yeah. someone like that. And it's, it's almost the same thing. Like it's, yeah. it's not entirely the same, but it's, it's pretty much. I, I did address things. that. I, I said people go to sports events, they paint their faces, they're yeah. they're supporting that team. Technically, you can look at cosplayers at FGC events a very similar way, whether they're cosplaying a character that a certain player plays because they like to support that player, or they are doing it because that's a character that they like, and anytime somebody plays that character, they're super hype on it, or that's their character that they play, and they're just dressed as it, you know what I mean? Because they do play. That's the other thing, too. People don't have to... Yeah, people don't have to play, but also too, don't assume that they don't play. Like that's the mm-hmm. that's the other thing that I get a lot is like people will be like, oh, "I love your cosplays," but like, you know, have you ever played games with me? You know, like I get games with like a lot of really decent players sometimes, and even if they like bought me, I'm still like holding my own for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I respect the heck out of anyone who will actually take the time to do that because they're they're taking the chance to get to know me and seeing that I'm more I'm more than just the cosplay thing which I I I personally I want to I want to be more than the cosplay person because that's a hobby I love and that's my thing and I I want people to you know if they like my work to respect it but I also want them to respect me because I'm a gamer first 
you know, mm. before I ever started making costumes, I was playing video games. So. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't question the super fan if they know how to play football. Yeah. And so you really shouldn't question the cosplayer of whether they know how to play the fighting game. Because they're obviously a fan. They paid they paid for entry. They're mm-hmm. staying at a hotel near here. Like mm-hmm. they're doing all the things that you're doing, so why question it? It just forces some people or at least leaves a bad taste in people's mouth to not be a part of the community when all they're trying to do is be a part of the community. Yeah. They're they're fitting it in their way, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so just out of curiosity of cosplays that you do, mm-hmm. what's your favorite? It's kind of like an offhanded question. Mm-hmm. Currently? I know that's kind of a curveball. That wasn't like any list of <laughs> topic of things like, hey, look, do you have like a favorite that you, that you like? Yeah. You know... I, I'm going to have to say, like, my favorite of all time was probably, like, doing Cassie Cage because it was actually life-changing. I've, like, told the story probably a million times, but being Cassie Cage was life-changing for me because it was what got me to have my, like, I had gone to school to get in the game industry, but it wasn't until I was a, I hired by ESL to cosplay as Cassie Cage for the MKX Pro League that mm-hmm. one I learned about the FGC because I'd always played Mortal Kombat and like other fighting games growing up, but I didn't know there was more to it than like, you know, beating my friends or whatever. That can be like, a I, thing. <laughs> it's, it's not entirely your fault also. Like it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was in Delaware at the time. I don't think they really have a, I mean, obviously they have so- the Sonic Fox there and dragon, right. but uh, I mean, I don't think Delaware itself has like a big scene. So uh, it, yeah, I never, I never really knew about that side of it, but yeah, the advertising for the Delaware FGC might, there might be one and I <laughs> post links to it later, but like it ain't on billboards put it in that way. Yeah. That was where I was living at the time. But, uh, yeah, basically the MKX pro league led to me meeting people that are industry specifically like nether that, uh, we're able to have my resume, like showing that I have like a background in games and everything and get it like actually looked at where, you know, long run, lo and behold, I got to be a QA analyst on Injustice 2. And that was my first gig in the game industry. So it really paid off. But what paid off even before that was like that event specifically as Kathy Cage inspired me to one, want to represent for women in gaming and especially fighting games and two Mm -hmm. to learn like the game. So like not even a couple weeks or like a week or two after that, I was hitting up the people that I met there that were in the top 16 that I thought were good people to ask them to teach me the game. And I was like going online and playing with them. And eventually I sold my Xbox to get a PlayStation because that became the new thing that everyone was playing on. It, it was no longer Xbox. And uh, that's where the competitors were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, 
it just from there that was where my journey took off and it you know i recently made a post like who is somebody who's influenced you the most unfortunately a million people like took like listed a ton of people which is also totally fine i was mm -hmm. kind of hoping each person would list one person and why that one person yeah but i get it there's a lot of influences for me mine my specific one was actually uh the person i mentioned was biohazard because even though the mkx pro league kicked it off is Biohazard, who is, you know, a Bane player, he's very, very, very talented Injustice player, and uh, he's very talented at MKX. He was the one who hit me up after there when Winter Brawl was happening in 2016 to say, hey, are you going to Winter Brawl? And I'm like, oh, what's Winter Brawl? And, you know, at the time I'm living in Delaware, I found out that this tournament that all these people that I just met a month ago we're going to was only like 25 minute drive from me because it's like in philadelphia area which is like only like 25 minutes outside of delaware i was like yeah i'll go i i went i didn't i didn't compete i just did some casuals i was still learning the game i was like playing around uh mm -hmm. they sat down with me like showed me some new stuff on the game you know i watched the tournament it was it was really hype i made even more friends that was like a even more that was when i was like yep this is I'm I'm staying. You know what I mean? Like that was that was it for me and I was sold because of the the way the sense of community felt and how exciting it was to me to get to be on this side of these games that I've loved for years. Yeah, there's a certain electricity in the air whenever you go to an event and it, you see all of those people getting excited for the combo they know is coming and also yeah. equally upset when it's dropped. Yeah. It's just those those little moments like that that just you can't help but be swept up in it. Uh, it's just it's uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you catch something, I can't I I can't finish your sentence. Anyway, I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> we don't need to toss it up like that. That's cool. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, let's get into some news, some things that we can talk about. I just want to briefly uh, touch upon the 30th anniversary patch notes. Um, I don't know if you've dug into the 30th anniversary collection at all. Uh, I, I have not. Uh, so it's a bunch of old games. Um, only a couple of them, are, four of them are online. Uh, but specifically, a patch just came out uh, for the 30th anniversary collection, not for the Switch edition. It's to to be clear on that one. So Switch, uh, I feel like the coding for the Switch is probably a little bit different because it is an entirely different system than like the PC, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation. Like I get that how it can be different, uh, but the one important thing that I saw is that matchmaking differences are changing. Like they're they're giving you guys some options to select filters and stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, but also, specifically, Super Turbo, Akuma, no longer a selectable character online. Which is great, because as we talked in the Arliath episode, like, 42? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Akuma in ST is broken. Straight up busted. Buss-ass broken. And they took that out, which is awesome. Uh, except on the Switch version, because fuck the Switch. Uh, but anyway... So that's news. Uh, I just had to mention that one because it was like pressing and I, we've talked about it before. Uh, but some other stuff that we can talk about here. Uh, Red Bull Conquest. And everything that Red Bull's doing in particular. Uh, but also we have to kind of house that in the unfortunate scenario that Red Bull is moving away from written content on their site. 
Has it's, that, yeah, what's like <laughs> your thoughts on that one? Well, being friends with people who are writers yeah. for that, uh, I feel for them because I know that that's their, like it's a source of income and also a career for them in a way. So I feel for them and them having to either find work elsewhere or transition into another form of media with them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's depressing because I, I genuinely like their uh, articles and the writers that they were using. Yeah, their articles were really good. They were. Like they were every, really good. I feel like every single article that came up on Red Bull Esports was talked about on this show. Because, or at least anything that involved, uh, I should say, involved the FG. Actually, I might walk this back because I don't know if they made a public statement of saying that all written articles on Red Bull Esports will be they're walking away from, but specifically FGC stuff, they're walking back on. At least I know that. Mm. Uh, which is hella unfortunate because I found their particular articles like very well researched, very well written, like very well edited, and like yeah. just generally good content. Like it was important, cool stuff that no one else was reporting on. I mean, it wasn't the the clickbaity articles of like event mm -mm. hubs. Not to take anything away from event hubs, they they have their place in the FGC too. But it's like here was some real meat to chew on. This was some this was some protein uh, yeah. to help build build up the scene. But unfortunately, they're walking away from that. <sighs> but they're yeah, transitioning it's... to video, so there's like a different side of that where they've done like good video work as well. So like, like I hope that transition goes well for them, but also it is a bummer for all of the, the writers that have posted very good work to uh, Red Bull Esports. Yeah, I mean, we might see some really cool new talent arise from that, as well as maybe even more people have a chance that want to get into video. So mm. hopefully that's the trade-off for it. Uh, hard to say. Uh, have you, I mean, you've had... A little bit of experience with Red Bull Conquest and Red Bull Battlegrounds. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your experience like that been? Because in my opinion, these have been pretty much from from like the top level down, super positive and super good for the FGC. Yeah, I my first Battlegrounds, I got to work for them as a cosplayer uh, in 2016. I was Chun Li and Cami. I did like story mode Cami in the dress mm -hmm. and. It was a really cool experience. They kind of like our job was kind of just to hang out, you know, engage crowds, get people to, you know, make sure they're using the, the like they know about all the things that are there that they can do, like whether it's like the photo booth or etc. And I mean, ultimately, it's the the production is amazing. Yeah, I was like the first one I was blown away by, and especially like the the competition that year. I mean. Knuckle do one, and that was amazing to see him win. And the emotion was amazing. It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment, like a pure moment, a story being told in the FGC. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about these is their stories that they unfold in like the battlegrounds or whatever is like the final stop where the stories can be told or a new story could rise up. And we got the new story like rising up last year when uh, Cool Kid ended up taking the qualifier. I think I think it was a qualifier because yeah, I worked the for them. Qualifier. The regional qualifier. Yeah, I worked for 
So I worked for them last year again at Battlegrounds and I was able to actually do some content with them about cosplay and the FGC and why I do it. But again, it was just another amazing production. They even had like a VR setup where you could be Chun-Li and like kick and punch a car. Yeah, it was really funny watching people in the VR doing it because you're just watching them throw jabs in the air for no reason. That's excessively (laughs) silly. That's very silly. Wait a minute. (laughs) Like, my mind is thinking, like, who made that? Where is that? Where does that exist? That hasn't been used anywhere. it happens again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. I didn't see any of that shit. They sincerely have a great team. They Uh, do. They do have a team that is, like, sincerely devoted to, like, listening to what people in the FGC want and things that they care about and people who are like in the FGC are part of their teams. So like it kind of gives them that credibility in a way. It's like, they know what the fuck they're doing and they care. They care about it. So they also side note, like, do they have infinite money? Not, not infinite money, but like seemingly infinite money. That's something I have no idea about. I do not know their financial, I mean, I I don't either. And clearly there's like, there's that obvious situation where they're walking back on articles where that's probably not financially good for them. But like at the same time, like they got that Red Bull money and like, cause their graphic designs are sick. Like all their t-shirts and all that stuff. Super cool. Like it's very easy to support them and their, their efforts in the FGC, but also they got like all these awesome like promo packages going on like they support all these players in ways that like outside of just like they don't just they're not sending but like when a player does something awesome at a conquest event they're like hey check this shit out like this was awesome and then like promoting these players from within it's like really cool i don't know they, they just they're putting in a herculean effort let's say uh and i'm continually impressed by all of the people involved uh, within most Red Bull events. And I'm not just like shilling for Red Bull. I don't necessarily even drink Red Bull. If I do, it's the sugar-free version. I think it tastes better. Uh, sugar-free is my fave. It, does it, it taste better? I feel like it tastes better. Yeah. I, if I'm drinking one with sugar, I think the top tier would be the yellow, the tropical ones. Mm-hmm. I think that's top tier for sugar. Okay. Uh, but I, I try and, again, with the healthiness, I try and just go... For the sugar-free Red mm. Bull, so their sugar-free lime, I, I I recommend that one too. Ooh, I don't think I've tried that. I haven't like gone into these fancy Red Bull directions. But call me a basic bitch, oh. but hey, I like the yeah, I just like the sugar-free. You need you need to get out a little bit more and dabble into the different flavors of the Red Bull Rainbow. So <laughs> that was good. That was a good alliteration. That was a good alliteration. Uh, I like it. Uh, so there's that. Uh, any other closing thoughts on Red Bull Conquest or formerly Battle Battlegrounds? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I did go to the stop just because it's local. Uh, I went to the one in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was the first stop. And again, like for just like a smaller event, the production was amazing. It was done at Ignite, which, you know, shout outs to Noah and Sam that run Ignite. It was, it was another... I would say success there. Very uh, great venue. Everything seemed to run smooth, you know, not being behind the scenes of it. It just, it was very fun to just be a part of the crowd and enjoy and watch people play. Mm-hmm. No, that's really, that's really cool. So, so like, look at, 
I'll link a schedule in the show notes. So if you are listening to this, hop down in the show notes, or if you're watching it on the YouTube, it'll be in the comments down below. Uh, so there's that. That's Red Bull Conquest. That's been a great effort on all their part. But I want to point something out, uh, a little extra second bit of news. Uh, our Street Fighters doing player sponsorships right now. We got the t-shirts out there. Uh, we had the Macharino last week was available, but now the t-shirts are out there. So shout-outs to Quasimodo. Mm. I always call them Quasimodox, but it it is like technically Quasimodo X, and I always get that <laughs> wrong, but also he doesn't care, so I'm going to keep calling him Quasimodox. Um, has done some great work with those shirt designs. Uh, specifically, uh, we took a lot of uh, input from the players, so like what region they're from, like do they want their character represented, like all that stuff, and just made sure that their shirt design represented them as a player as best we could. Uh, I think my favorite in that bunch is Tiga's shirt, which is a take on Akuma and the Trinidad and Tobago flag. Uh, it's it's pretty hot. I think it's pretty hot. Um, and I would recommend checking that out uh, and supporting those. Uh, all the money goes towards those players. Uh, uh, for Evo 2018, we're try we're going to try and send all four of them. Uh, if we can, if we raise more money than that, then the excess will go to towards the next player sponsorship. I don't know where that's when or where that's going to be, but that's too far ahead in the future for me to even think about that. Uh, I'm struggling just to get to Evo, so let's let's put our efforts into that. If you want to donate directly to the Matcherino, the link is out there. Uh, but also check out those shirts, those, those designs. This I, I love neon, but I might have to get one of these El Chacate Mika shirts because Dude, nice. I still love Mika and the, the design is just so fun. Yeah, it's that old like uh, luchador mask design. Uh, it's actually funny. Mm -hmm. Do you know um, Drew Face from the, the 5050s up in Toronto? Yes, I know who Drew Face is. Okay, cool. Uh, it was actually really from funny. Twitter. From I don't like know him, know him, but you know everyone knows each other on Twitter, right? Yeah, especially within the FGC, right? So like him, after we posted this, he was like, "Quasi, these designs are great. I have to gush over these and tell you exactly why they're great." Uh, and like called out specifically, he's like, "This is why this is great. Like historically, this is what luchadors did, and like the design is very similar to these old luchador designs. You're the best." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is so heartwarming and good. <laughs> like another very good FTC designer is telling." quasi like your designs are very good and me being in the middle of that and also being tagged in all the tweets of being like oh like I'll just, <laughs> i like all of these here's my hearts here you go fam. yeah uh super good but yeah that designs that designs very good i like that one yeah it's super cool i'm a fan uh okay so i think that just about talk that covers all the news uh, we have, unless there's specifically anything else that you're doing right now that you'd like to pitch. Uh, everyone who's going to CEO, make sure you go to my panel for the Red Ribbon Retrospect oh, on yeah, Friday. Shit. I forgot <laughs> to bring this up. I had this written down and I forgot to bring it up. I'm so sorry. You're doing something awesome. Please tell. So the Red Ribbon Retrospect's my way of like supporting the Dragon Ball Fighters community as it grows. Uh, I haven't been doing much lately with it because I've just been so freaking busy. I was doing it like every week on Sundays mm. where we would go live on Twitch. I'd have a guest that's, you know, involved in the Dragon Ball community somehow. 
we just play some games, have some fun, go over some silly tweets, and it was a good, good time. So I'm trying to do that live at CEO. It was like in a pitch for when Jabali was putting up, like he needed panels, and mine got picked for one to be approved. So I will be there dressed as Android 18. We will have our main guest, which is Dekill Sage, and uh, so Echo Fox Dekill Sage, and uh, we'll we're gonna have hit him compete in a lore battle against Nakiel, Pan PG okay. Nakiel. So they'll they'll compete and go head to head. I have like bell bingers that they're gonna like have to hit to like answer the question and whoever gets like the most right is like the winner of the contest. And I also for the audience have a contest for them where they can um when I set up the Dragon Balls, like collectible Dragon Balls, um, they just they have to do their best voice impersonation of uh, a Dragon Ball character. Winner gets to so, call upon Shenron. I like it. Yeah, yeah. The winner, the winner gets Shenron. Uh, so whoever has the vo best voice impersonation wins, and that that goes hand in hand with the show because I'll every guest that I've had, I've made them have to quote a character in some way and it's usually really fun like tasty steve was my first guest and he got super into it where he did like a one-armed like kamehameha like gohan in uh the first or in the cell games uh yeah you know it, it was pretty great and we had um yipes trying to imitate android 16 and trying he kept laughing though he's like gohan and like Gohan. Oh my god! You got to say it a certain way. He's the only character that says it that way. I know. And when he's like talking to Gohan before his head gets smushed, mm. oh, oh my goodness! Can, do you mind if I, I? I know this is this is the R Street Fighter podcast and not the the Red Ribbon Retrospect, which is a, <laughs> a good podcast that you should listen to and subscribe to. Do you mind if I try? Go ahead. So this is this is my Vegeta. Yes, Mondo Cool. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's my Vegeta. Uh, Which I is... know is it's very bad, I know. But I, rem I, I picture it. him saying it though. I remember when he says that and how cringy it is. Yep. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, I had to introduce that moment of cringe into hey, that's how I run that's how I run a show. You gotta introduce that that tension and never break it. Never break that tension, because that tension is mondo cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so, so that's that's the last bit of news. Uh, I also heard that you were going around CEO asking people about their gamer tags. Yeah. So the that's a project I'm gonna try and do. I'm gonna. The last video project I did was I did a compilation to try and promote positivity in the NetherRealm community, especially towards developers, since usually the developers are the ones that get kind of crapped on because I want buffs. I, you know, why is this character this way? Nerf them. Ner you know, uh, there's a lot of negativity. That hurts me personally, yeah. and therefore I must but, attack the developers. But if it wasn't, but if it wasn't for the developers, you know, ultimately these games don't exist, and we don't have our community anyways. Or what we do and you know 
what we're involved in. So it's nice to sometimes give back and at least give a message of positivity to them. And that was what that project was, where it was called Thank You Nether Realm. And it's everybody that was involved. And I had people send videos from their home as well if they couldn't be at, uh, it was at NEC that I was recording people. They're just saying simple things like, thank you Nether Realm for nurturing a community for us. You know, thank you Nether Realm for creating Hellboy. Like, obviously not the Hellboy, but like in their game. Right. Um, right, right, right. You know, random things like that. And it's just a compilation of all these faces, you know, whether they're big players or not, or they're just online players. Like, they're on these cameras telling you thank you for something. And it shows our community can come together as a community, and that's good for the community. And it shows the developers, you know, the, these people do care, even if they're, you know, maybe tomorrow telling you, like, you know, I, I can't stand you, you know what I mean? Like, it, right, right, they, right. they do care and that, that this. So this one though, this one's just to kind of dabble. It's not gonna necessarily be NRS specific, um, although I'm gonna definitely try and get as many as I can since it's still like my, my roots is, um, you know, get people to tell me in like a minute or less, like, you know, I'm so-and-so because I like this or because I was involved in this and, you know, give brief summaries because, like, I don't want it to be too long a video, but I want to get a bunch of people in there to show, hey, look, we have some fun stuff about us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So, if you see Romanova at CEO and she's got a camera out, track her down, share your story. It's a really small camera. How small is it? It's a GoPro, it's a very small camera. It's like right. a GoPro hero. It's like a cube. The small version of the GoPro. As mm -hmm. it is. All right. So that just about covers, every, unless there's anything else that I've forgotten about. I think you're good. Okay. I think we're good. Well, that's yeah. all the news. That's all the news in the FTC that happened. <laughs> don't look for any other news. There hasn't been any. I have. Don't, don't listen to the fake news media. Don't listen to any of the fake news media. There's because trust me, no other news has happened. Also, stay away from the news if, if it's better for your health, because sometimes that's the case. Uh, but also be involved and go vote. Uh, anyway, we like to end our show, our guest episodes, the same way uh, in which I propose to the guests certain questions. Uh, for example, I will ask you this question. What is your favorite normal attack in any game? Uh, so this was like a tough one to answer because I'm a mark for animations. Okay. Uh, there will be characters I don't even main, and I'm like, I love this character because they are just they're they're to a T an amazing setup and it's just beautiful to watch. You know that's. Like like, why I love Colleen, right? Uh, right, right, right. No. Very fluid animations with Colleen, I think. Yeah, and it's just, they're just elegant. You know, yes. she she matches her animations. Uh, for normal, I'd probably say Dragon Ball Fighters has some of the best normals in it. Specifically, probably Android 18's Standing Heavy. Mm -hmm. um, the boot. I like how heavy it is. Yeah, the boot. But they all reference the manga, like, or the show. So... Yeah every move that they do is like some kind of reference and to me that's caring about your fandom and android 18 is just the coolest to me so yeah i thought that I... was really nice <laughs> that they did that they took all of those 
stills sometimes or like short clips from from the show and mm-hmm. basically recreated them shot for shot for yeah. for this fighting game and like when you have animators who are willing to go in that deep to say you know yeah. whatever whatever when you press that button you're gonna think about that time that you saw this character do that and you'll get a little bit excited because you remember it yeah know, that's, that's it, real cool the i remember when the trunks reveal happened i knew i mean i knew trunks was gonna be there because like it's trunks but right. when they revealed him and they show like his burning attack animation in the game yeah. i'm like ah you know like uh, seeing the the hand movement I'm like he does is, all of them he uh, he hits all the signs i can't do them obviously yeah. i don't have the all dexterity the for yeah he, th- he throws up all the gang signs <laughs> yeah exactly thanks thank you trunks it's real good. It's real good. Uh, all right, so cool. Uh, I'm kind of I'm with you on that. There's some definitely lovingly crafted attacks and animations in that particular game. So that's that's a good answer. When you ask for normals, so like I feel like other games, the normals aren't as there's not as much story behind the normals. So that is a thoughtful response. That's a good thought. I I dig it. Uh, from like development up. I'm with you on that. Uh, no one else has answered in that particular way. Uh, so I'll ask you the next question then, which is, what is your favorite combo in any game? Um, I'll probably be biased because uh, obviously a big MK fan, but mm-hmm. in MKX, I main Sector, and he's got a lot of... I, I love characters with fire powers if I can have them. Uh, sure, sure. Even, even casually back in the day playing like Smash Melee, I loved Roy. I didn't even know at the time. Like oh, I, I had actually real story never played Fire Emblem, and um, I fell in that, love with him. To be fair, <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of people who played Smash and were like, "Who are these like night? F- where are they from? I don't know at all." And then from that, they were like, "Let's port these Fire Emblem games to the U.S. because they know who a Roy and a Marth is." Yeah, I was like, oh, sword, fire? Okay, I'm sold. And, you know, Sector is kind of the same way. And it's just, mm-hmm. he's so fluid that um, his basic, like, B&B combos, you, like, kind of push off of them. Like, you're pushing back. Like, whoa, get away, you know? He, and, he does, like, a Iron <laughs> Man jet away. Yeah, palms. like, a get away with the palms. And then you go into your teleport. And then you can continue the combo via teleport. And if you have full X-ray available, you can actually end the combo. Like you don't have to do it the full B and B way. You can end the combo early with your super or with the X-ray. And like to me, that's super hilarious and swaggy. And if and if you do it at the end, obviously you get the brutality. So you're replacing their head with uh, Sector's robot head, which is also hilarious. So I yeah, I really I'd say Sector's like combo like that is probably my favorite <laughs> it is smooth because it it's like he's pushing off of them but then in the next instance he's uppercutting them it's yeah. and then doing some type of air juggle into yeah into replacing his head with their head for example uh sectors mm-hmm. i always leaned cyrax but that was that's okay that's I, I, I forget it's still part of the you know cyborg initiative so that's fine with you on that uh, i can track with that and i respect your answer so good stuff um but that's show folks uh, that's all we got uh romanova is there anything that you would like to end the show with anything you'd like to pitch 
I know we talked about things that you're pitching now, but thing, where can people find you on the internet? That is for you. I feel like is like we don't have another ten minutes for you to talk about like all the things. Yeah, you're no, doing, no, like, I won't do that. I won't do that. We could, um, to be fair. I link a lot of stuff on Twitter if you need to catch up. So Twitter.com/slash/RomanovaNRS. But most of you, if you know me, probably follow me on there already. So. Um, yeah, I mean, just be on the lookout. If you ever want to know where to find other stuff, let me know. I'll link it to you. People should also follow Red Ribbon Tweets. Yeah, Red Ribbon Tweets. Uh, unfortunately, Red Ribbon Retrospects of... is yeah. too long. So That's such a good <laughs> name. That's such a good name for a thing. Uh, yeah, it's the triple R. Alliteration. It's my favorite literary tool. Uh, used to great effect there, so good, good shit. Uh, but also people can find you at first to 10. You still oh, yeah. keeping first up with 10. that? Com. Yeah, it's just not as, it's not every week. Uh, I have one coming right now. The, okay. uh, the guy who I am interviewing for it, he has the questions. So I'm just waiting for him to answer them before I can finish writing the article and then post it. So if I get that while I'm at CEO, I might have to edit on my phone which is a job but i'll yeah, do it you know that sucks. <laughs> if not i might Text wait until it. monday and you might get it next week <laughs> all right fair enough uh and if people are interested in your cosplay where can they find you uh probably instagram is the best uh, instagram.com slash romanova rose or just search romanova rose on instagram all right awesome uh and also your twitch which is also just romanova, romanova. Uh, just want to throw all of that out there of all the places where people can find you on the internet, on the internet. Uh, but you can find the me at, at super Joe Monday, uh, or at red SF on twitter.com. Uh, or you can just ping me directly on Reddit, which is Joe underscore Monday. Uh, but that's a show. Anything else you want to pitch for, before we end it? Last chance. Five, four, mm. three. Eat, I'm sorry. I eat did your not vegetables. Mention. Yes. Okay. I, I kind of do want to like, uh, so for most people have already turned off the episode because, you know, that's how people listen to podcasts because they think we're ending it. Uh, but I kind of want to riff about like eating well for, for Oh my God. Because like, uh, I only really started like trying to eat because I, I now live with my... I'm talking about this as like a new thing, but my wife of, of three years, uh, my girlfriend of many years, I haven't done the math, but like she's a vegetarian and has been like super well focused, laser focused on like eating healthy and having a good diet. And that really like turned me in onto like foods that I would not consider eating or consider like, oh, this is food now. And like having that like, healthy balance in my life or like quitting soda outright moving on to yeah. like fizzy water yeah seltzer water's a great good transition tool. i did not like it at first and working in netherrealm qa the most of the qa department hates on it but i would still drink it oh man and i would really? bring it to my i would still bring it to my desk and drink it yes they're throwing shade on your lacrawl yeah is it's to be fair it's hipster water but mm-hmm. it's delicious hipster water so <laughs> that's fair that's fair. i drink it anyways and now i've moved on to the deeper aspects where they have flavors like uh like there's other brands like there's this brand called polar polar's probably the goat of seltzers and oh, they have one they have one called orange vanilla flavor and the orange vanilla is amazing and the best lacroix hands down in my opinion is 
Key lime pie. Yes, I'm with you on that. I'm 100% behind that. Also, it's a good mixer. Yeah, I did not know that one, but key lime pie LaCroix is OD. Uh, Dude, yeah, with you on that. Um, And also just in general, I feel like I want to end this on just saying, like, have a balanced diet. Like, don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna eat a lot, just make sure you're working out a lot. Yeah. Like, it, the more the more you lift, the more you can make up for. Yeah, you gotta anything. boost your metabolism yeah. and replace that shit. Uh, but all right, that's a show. Now we're we're actually truly, <laughs> we're truly ending it after people have done. already uh, turned this off already. But that's the show. Until next week, folks. Take care. Until next time, uh, this has been listening to another episode of RSF Radio. We'll see you every Thursday. Uh, look out for the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. But also, don't forget to support uh, the R Street Fighter team, uh, the players that we're trying to promote, which is Idrop, El Chicote, Neon, and Tiga. Uh, you can find links to the Matrino and the Teespring uh, down below in the show notes. Uh, and check out that merch. It's super cool. But that's the show. Take care. Until next time. See you guys. Bye.